Welcome to The Essential Rhythm, science-based natural history and human ecology of the North Atlantic seashore. This is episode 70, Tiny Creatures in the Sand. Sand beaches may be the first thing that comes to mind when you think of a coastal vacation, but they generally aren't high on the list of places we think of as teeming with life. But underneath the surface of the sand is teeming with life. Between the grains of sand is space, called interstitial space, and many marine organisms have adapted to make this cool, damp environment their home. Animals that exploit this space are called myofauna, and can represent the largest biomass in a sandy beach environment. Animals in this group are small, just a couple of a millimeters long, and come from all across the marine tree of life. Pretty much every class of larger invertebrate animal is represented in the myofauna. When you walk on a sandy beach, you are not alone. Below your feet are millions and millions of tiny animals making a living in the tiny spaces between all those grains of sand. Many of the animals that make up the myofauna come from the taxonomic group, the ectozoans, which is known as a superphylum, a taxonomic level between the animal kingdom and the first major divisions called phyla. Ectisozoans are named for ectesis, which is a fancy word for molting. All of the animals in this supergroup have a tough outer layer called a cuticle, which they have to molt periodically as they grow. You're probably familiar with this process from sea creatures like lobsters and crabs, but a huge diversity of marine animals undergo ectesis as they grow. The biggest group, at least by numbers, found among the myofauna are nematodes, otherwise known as roundworms. These simple animals are essentially a gut with muscles running alongside it, and are some of the most ubiquitous animals in the world. One fantastic account from 1914 described what the world would look like if all matter except nematodes was to disappear. He said, and I quote, Our world would still be dimly recognizable, end quote, from the thin film of nematodes that covers everything. Myofaunal nematodes feed on microbes, microalgae, and organic matter found in interstitial space. When the tide comes in, water flows through their habitat, replenishing food supplies. Another group that makes up a large proportion of the myofauna is the copepods. These tiny crustaceans are microscopic versions of lobsters, crabs, and shrimp, sporting wee little exoskeletons just like their bigger cousins. If you've ever looked at a sample of plankton from a plankton toe in Maine ocean waters, you have likely seen copepods. We typically think of them as an important part of the planktonic food web, and they are important food sources for fish and animals as large as baleen whales. There's a group of copepods that is benthic, living on the bottom rather than swimming around in the water column, and these are the ones that inhabit the interstitial space between grains of sand on a beach. They've even lost their ability to swim and use their paddle-like legs to crawl around. These copepods live on microalgae and can usually be found close to the surface of the sand. Everybody's favorite member of marine benthic myofauna are the tardigrades. These little animals, also called water bears or moss piglets, are well known for their ability to withstand extreme environments, including outer space. They employ a process called cryptobiosis, which enables them to dehydrate themselves and wait out poor conditions in a state of suspended animation. Interstitial tardigrades move about, sucking the contents out of microalgae cells and even nematodes if they happen upon one. I look forward to exploring the sediment more with my students, washing and sieving and looking for these tiny creatures. And it just goes to show, there truly is nowhere on this amazing planet where life has not found a way to eke out a living, to use whatever resources are available and leverage available food and space into a way of life.
This has been episode 70 of The Essential Rhythm, written and produced by me, Sarah O'Malley. The show is produced on Wabanaki land. The theme music is Lightstream by the artist Siddhartha, used by permission through Creative Commons. Thanks for listening, and join us next week.